0: O Jegelibo bo ro rosi pakali etanga, prakteke siwa nangiya halona O te i birenga topres kafeli etengi agabada, giges tetoba, klasteria atone gadie tamro etekesivo prakteke stere rabiana hadera. O the ke O of God. Lamb of God, Lamb of God, Lamb of God, Lamb of God, ha, ha, ha. Lamb of God, you are the lamb. Ah. lamb of God, you are the Lamb, you are the Lamb of God, we worship you, we worship you, Lamb of God. We worship you, Lamb of God. You are the Lamb that we've been called to worship. Oh, what a great privilege to worship the Lamb. Oh, what a great honor to worship the Lamb. Oh, what a great privilege to bow before you, to lift you up, to give you your place. Oh, Lamb of God. We praise you, Lamb of God. We praise you, Jesus. 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 We honor Jesus. We bless Jesus. Oh, we praise Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to Jesus glory 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 to the lamb of god glory 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 to the one that was slain glory 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 to the one who rose again glory 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 to the one who remains slain even upon the throne Glory, 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 glory to him that has never recovered from being slain. <laughs> oh glory, you are worthy, 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 worthy land, worthy land, worthy land, worthy land, worthy, land. worthy is the land, worthy is the land worthy easily. I worship you. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we worship. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Gaze, 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 gaze. I'm opening even a gate, I'm opening for you tonight, he gained even a gate, even a gate, even a gate, even a root, even a manna. Even a door of listening, a door of listening, a door of listening, a door of listening, a door of considering even matters of this shepherd, matters of this shepherd, even that strong shepherdic ministry of the Lord Jesus. I'm opening the gate, even a wisdom, even a sense. an angle of reasoning even the shephardic ministry, even from shephardic ministry to shephardic ministry, even the ultimate shephardic ministry of the Lord Jesus I said, see shephardic ministries, see ministries of the shepherd, even in different strength, from the shepherd in the courts, to the shepherd in the holy place to the shepherd in the most holy, and to the all God, shepherd! Even upon the throne, I say, see gate, see gate, see wisdom, see counsel, see judgment. I open judgment. I bring skill. I bring skill. I bring skill for to consider even matters, even of a shepherd, even shepherdic art, even shepherdic strength, even reason for the shepherdic offices. I bring wisdom. I bring skill. I great grace grace even grace to gaze into this world the shepherd say the lord jesus
0: hallelujah we give god praise father we thank you today again lord we come before you i want to thank you lord because you have been good to us thank you for the beginning of this meeting you've opened up a great door a great door of blessing and lord i am praying that this evening You will allow me to just align. Lord, you will grant me the grace to align my heart, align my thoughts, align in every way, Lord, to the door that has already been opened. Thank you, Lord. I command that the authority, authority of the house, authority that you've placed over this work, even your servant. We thank you for the grace that is upon him, and that is what we We come under to take from. Thank you, Father. I ask the Lord, you grant me utterance that I will speak even as you will have me do by your spirit. I pray, make my tongue like the tongue of the ready writer, like the pen of the ready writer, that I will speak accurately. Thank you, our Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. For Hebrews chapter 13, from verse... he said now the god of peace that brought again from the dead our lord jesus christ that great shepherd through the blood of the everlasting covenant make you perfect in every good work to do his will working in you that which is well pleasing in his sight through jesus christ to whom be glory forever and ever amen praise god yeah uh, i i just want to stress something tonight that daddy said and i know when he said that some uh, um, people will be taken aback and, and that's what i try to do all the time to just make us sometimes understand some of the things that 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 have been said now uh one time i remember i was i was uh, teaching i said when you hear the servant of god speaking He speaks majorly as a prophet. First of all, an apostle and a prophet. Now, by reason of where he stands in the realm of the spirit, now he has to say the things he's saying the way they sound there. He can't say them lower than the way he is hearing them. Now, there's a need for him to speak at that pedigree. I want you to understand that. If he tries to lower, to bring it down, to you know, uh, so some, some things he would just say, he would say it like that, lay it like that. And um, if you're not careful, you can just, of course, many would just blossom right. But some who probably have a sort of a keen mind, uh, will also probably uh, begin to think, oh, What exactly is he saying? Is this what he saying? Is this scriptural? Is this scriptural now? Following him for a very long time, we had a very long time, about 25 years now, uh, I've discovered in following him, there are some things he would say, I, I, I've come to know over time that those things were not just said out of what he has studied, you know, uh, some of those words come spontaneously as one who stands or or occupies the office of a prophet. So he just says them, and you know, you need to understand that he's not just saying them out of maybe what he studied. So sometimes you'll be looking, okay, you need to buttress on this, you need to throw light on this, and then so that we can understand exactly what you're saying. Now that's one. When he speaks from that pedigree, from that height of uh, which the Lord has given him grace to speak from. I want you to understand, it sounds somehow, and then a mind that is a bit inquisitive will begin to struggle with some things. And, and that's where guys like me will come in, praise God, to come and dress the well and make you see perfectly what he is saying, bringing it down. Because, you know, he said at that pedigree, but we, I need to bring it down and then show you that, yeah, truly, this is accurate. Now, I'm saying that because I've followed him and some things he has said. And, and, and some of them, sometimes when he says them, I'm like, you know, I'm sure Pastor Parks, that would have happened to you uh, before. Daddy says some things and it shocks you and then you are like, okay, what, what is exactly? And then, but over time, one of the things I've discovered is over time, if I just wait over time, sometimes I don't even go trying to study because in all my study, I may not be able to see what he's seeing because of where he's standing. I don't know whether you understand me. I may not be able to see it because even when I go to study, I'm going to be studying based on the light that I have or the level of understanding that I have. My study will never go beyond the level of understanding that I have per time. That's how scriptures are. And that's why some people wrestle with scriptures. They wrestle with it because they don't understand that the scriptures is spirits. What we call scripture is not letters. It's spirit. And you don't wrestle with it. So uh, I, like I said, over time I've come to understand You know, some of the things. When he says them, I just wait for a while and then teachings will go on. Not, not, it might not be in the meeting. It might not even be the next one month. It might be for a while. Then everything will just line up properly and then you will see clearly one of the grace that I found in the house, the house generally is that God has given to us, uh, you know, uh, taking from the uh, the servant of God, you know, uh, our, our daddy, is ability to divide the word of truth. There's a need for that ministry to be installed. There's, there's a need for us to see it. Now, someone will say, why, why, "Why do we have to see it now?" Without the dividing of the word of truth, they say dividing the word of truth, it'll show yourself, uh, 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 study to show yourself approved unto God as a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly divided. Now, when word is rightly divided, light comes. When words are rightly divided, light comes. And when light comes, work is done or work commences. What initiates work is actually light. When light does not come, work can't commence. Otherwise, you'll be doing unfruitful works of darkness. So what makes work commence is when light breaks, and for light to break, then there's a need to divide accurately. Praise God. So I'm just going to trust God to be able to uh, say some things that He said uh, yesterday. One of the things He said yesterday was yesterday basically was He was you know saying two things, but one message. The first thing He began when He said, um, let, "Let's read that place." He said, "Now the God of peace that brought again, you know, He had the word again that brought again." From the dead, our Lord Jesus. How many of us heard that? When he said that, that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus. And then he said he brought that word again means it's not once, meaning it is twice. Again from the dead. Is again from the dead. Now there, he began to show us two. I'll call them, uh, 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 um, he said something, he said, when, when God was raising Jesus, he raised him both Christ and also raised him the son of God. When he was raising him, he raised him both as Christ and also the son of god now somewhere i believe that the problem we have is that raising from the dead thing you know the raising the way we the way we view ra- being raised from the dead you know we are seeing somebody who is dead and then he just came back again now now what is referring to raising is actually work is a work being done now how do i know is a work being done it's simple before Jesus went to the cross, he said something very, very important. We know that. He said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. So, in other words, resurrection simply is not basically an event, first of all, is a walk. Resurrection is not basically, an event. It's an event that will take place is something that will take place but i want you to see that it is not just um an event that will take place in the last day or an event that took place when god you know raised him from the dead that's that event that that whole uh, uh um resurrection morning you know event yes it is real it's going to happen to us yeah. but before then there is a work of it that needs to be done there's a work of it that needs to be done so, so I don't want you to see it just as an event though it is but I want you to see it as a work so that you can understand the the. Uh, uh, you can understand what the servant of God was talking about that he raised what Christ and the Son of God. So when Jesus was saying, I am the resurrection, and I am the life, he has not gone to the cross. So by implication, what he was declaring was, the work that had been done in him. He was declaring, he was showing for a work that the Father has done in him. In other words, the Father has raised a work called Christ. When God raises, when God raises, now God raising is not the way you raise a child. It's not the way you raise a child. You know when you raise a child, you, you know there's a way you raise him and then, you know, but there's something that is involved in God raising because what God is trying to raise, what God is trying to raise God is trying to raise something. I want to use the word as it's coming to me. What has never existed before. Romans chapter 1 from verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he promised afforded by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh. So, to raise one from the flesh. You don't know what it means to raise from the flesh. Because he was the seed of David according to the flesh. But declared to be. And I would declare to be is... Because a work, they won't declare, God won't declare what he has not done. When God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, is a declaration. It's a declaration because a work has been accomplished there. A work has been done. God doesn't declare what he has not done. Now, he said, and declare to be the son of God. Now, I want you to see the forces that we are involved in raising. The forces that we are involved in raising declare to be the son of God with power. Power. According to, now, this power is not just anyhow power. This power is according to the spirit of holiness. I, what I'm trying to make you see, I want you to see how great this shepherd is. How great God raised him. That he's a shepherd like no other shepherd. Declared to be the son of God with power according to. So the power wasn't just anyhow power. It was power according to the spirit of holiness. Or the spirit of separation. So that power was to operate. I want to show you the forces that we are involved in raising, in what you call resurrection or raising, so that you can understand it. Now, like I said, are uh, uh, raised to be or uh, declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit. So this power, what this power works, or uh, when this power is unleashed, what it brings about are forces of holiness. Shepherds are the most holy people. Amen. You know, in Nigeria, we've been fighting headsmen, and you know, as much as as much as we don't, I'm sorry, I'm just being me. That's just me. As much as we hate them because of the things they do, I'm not supposed to hate them, but I I, I will not lie somewhere I i don't like what they are doing but as much as you hate them you know that 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 thing they i remember one of the days daddy was teaching uh, teaching about it and was talking you see that they are all there it just looks like stick that's inacceptable. that's inacceptable. you know there are things we don't understand about nature There are things we don't understand. We 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 you know the way we understand things, you know, we we see from the prism of technology. So you're seeing somebody sitting in an office with an AC and but God reckons more with you see that guy who is with his stick driving. Now I'm not saying God will not reach the other person, God will reach him, God is interested in everybody, but there's just something that person is mirroring. There's something he's showing, God looking on the earth and he's seeing man. God is not sitting on the laptop in the computer. God is not computing anything. So that doesn't attract him. But he sees someone going from one place to the other, hazarding his life, laying down his life. He loves his flock or his sheep or his herds so much. And God is, God sees it and God is excited that this, this is my footprint. This is my footprint upon the earth. So somehow, you, you can't completely drive them away. There's just something about them. Why? Because shepherds are holy. Shepherds are holy. When Jesus was born, who are the ones that angels came to announce it to? Sahendrin? no. Pharisees, no. Cephas, uh, uh, being the chief priest. no. Herod. Never, he doesn't even have a clue. Even to the magis, how did he announce it? It's just a star. <laughs> they just gave them a sign. They gave them a sign because they were not too holy. They wouldn't give them that visitation. But you know, the people that angels, because angels also, there are also shepherds in their order. See when you see the order of heaven, all of them are shepherds. They have ability to shepherd. All of them. All of them. And that is why the one who fell is still shepherding men. He has been a shepherd for thousands of years. In fact, he he was a shepherd and the the, the, I used to wonder what kind of if he was a shepherd upon the holy mount of God. So what kind of sheep are the seraphim's? What kind of sheep we are the seraphims? That was, that was some, some terrible sheep. Amen. Now, daddy said something very exciting yesterday. They said, how you know sheep?" I think it was mommy that said it are laws. Laws that are written in them. So laws that are written in you is what? So there are laws that are in those seraphims that makes them sheep. They are sheep. And that's why they followed him. But he was able to convert them and they followed him. Amen. But thank God not all of them followed him. Praise God. Amen. A whole lot of them still remain without God. But I want you to see that all of them, even what walks in the places of his dominion, they are also shepherds. They are shepherds like the prophecy was talking about. Shepherds in the outer court. Shepherds in the holy place. Then we have shepherds in the most holy. He's shepherds in the most holy that you have among them the great the great shepherd of the sheep so in other words it means that the spirit of holiness the activities of the power of the spirit of holiness which is the spirit of separations is in charge of Converting or raising of shepherds. How do they raise shepherds? They configure, they write on shepherds. They they write on... Because every shepherd is a sheep somehow. Amen. You can't give what you don't have. A shepherd is a sheep somehow. Praise God. He must have been led... Okay, we say shepherds lay down their lives. What of sheep? They lay down their lives now because they are the ones that are always sacrificed for the sins of the whole world. You remember the Jews? Who was dying all the time? It was the sheep. They were slaughtering the sheep. Morning oblation, evening oblation. They were laying down their lives. Who did they learn it from? Shepherd. So shepherd and sheep are the same. <laughs> but so, like I said... He takes the spirit of holiness. The spirit of holiness. So the spirit of holiness is in charge of raising. Raising is the spirit of holiness. Because the spirit of holiness will take you through the holinesses of God. It is these holinesses of God... That actually makes one to be shepherd, Shepherds at the altar court. Shepherds in the holy place. Shepherds in the most holy. He called it according to the spirit of holiness. So it's that spirit of holiness. That spirit, that's the power. The power that is at work or was at work here is according to. I love that. So it's not just any power. It's a power according to. Meaning the power is tailored to achieve something. It's tailored to achieve holiness by the resurrection. I love that. By the resurrection. So the power works according to the spirit of separation by raising by raising. So, he that power will begin to raise. By raising. So, raising from one dimension to another. Amen. Hallelujah. Raising from one dimension to another. Spirit of holiness. By the resurrection of the dead. Let's look at this scripture. Maybe that will help us also understand it because Daddy quoted it when he was ministering along this line. When he mentioned these two raising, he raised him twice. Praise God. It sounds somehow, (laughs) but it's true. So you can now see from what I just explained, and you now see what it means to raise. It's not just an event, it's some a work that was wrought in him. Did you understand me? Is a work that was wrought in him. That was what was being declared. I love that. Declared to be the son of God. With power according to the spirit of holiness. By the resurrection from the dead. Ephesians chapter 2. Daddy quoted it. Ephesians chapter 2. From verse 5. Even when we were dead in sin. Had quickened us. Together with Christ. Now I want you to understand this quicken is quickening us together with Christ with Christ by grace are ye saved and had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I love that. And has raised us up together. So this raising is raising with Christ. I know you say, okay, but what is declaring here is what has happened to our spirit. Yeah, but this is what is supposed to happen to your soul. Also. So it's not just something that happens to your spirit. It's also supposed to happen to your soul. Your, your soul is supposed to partake of this resurrection or raising. Another word is your soul is to be brought. Did you get what I just said? Your soul is to be brought into what your spirit has. So, your spirit was raised with Christ. But your soul is also supposed to come into that. You see, that raising with Christ is a manner of separation that took place in your spirit. Is a manner of separation. It's according to the spirit of holiness is according what happened to your spirit your spirit being raised to be christ is according to the spirit of holiness that's the spirit of separation meaning your spirit was separated from death your spirit became christ but your soul also need to partake of that same separation your spirit, I mean your soul, has to protect. so your spirit, your soul has to be brought. So your spirit will be. If we are using the context of which uh, uh, of of the place we read in in Hebrews chapter thirteen verse twenty, the God of peace who brought. So your soul will have to be brought first. Your soul has to be brought. So your soul being brought is your spirit, soul being raised. That is resurrection. Now there are activities, forces that will come to play in order to raise that soul to partake of what the Spirit has already come into. Amen. Amen. Let me also mention this before I move on. And has raised us up together and made us to sit together in Heavenly places. I love what Pastor Park said. Not on the throne. Heavenly places is not throne. We are still on the journey. And Father, I love that it's not heavenly place. Heavenly places. So they'll have to be raising you. Heavenly places. From one place to the other. Until finally you are raised to sit on the throne. I'm sure it's very clear. I made us to sit. Even this sitting in heavenly places is what first of all your spirit has partaken of. Because Christ being raised becomes an entity of heavenly places. When you begin to place Christ, Christ has heavenly places. Heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Heavenly places in So we are seated Even when your soul is brought the first time, that first one, you're not seated with him. You are seated in him. Not with. It's in him. Now, let me say this. It might shock you also, but just to buttress what daddy was saying. Many believers, born again in their spirit, and by that, Implication: Their spirit is seated in Christ. But their soul is not seated in Christ. You don't get what I said now? For your soul to sit in Christ, your soul has to be brought. They need to bring your soul. To bring your soul is to bring your soul up. To raise your soul. They will have to raise your your soul to bring your soul to come and sit. So, my spirit can be seated in Christ, and my soul is not seated in Christ yet. Something has to happen for my soul to sit in Christ. We are not talking about throne yet, oh, Christ. So you're seeing the activity of the power, you know? The power according to the spirit of holiness. My soul will have to be raised. 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 So the first bringing in... So let me put it this way, talking about our Lord Jesus. Our Lord Jesus Christ was first of all in his soul. Before he went to the cross, first... In fact, I'm sure before he even began ministry, before he began ministry, outward profession of ministry, he had been in his soul. He had been raised. His soul had been raised Christ. Not just his spirit. His soul has been raised Christ. Before we now commence the journey of him being raised, The son of God. That place that Peter said. This is not English word. This is spirit word. Simon Peter answered and said. Thou art. Thou art. So it means. The person you are seeing. Is already Christ. Now. Peter wasn't just. God didn't reveal to Peter what the spirit of Jesus was. This is the revelation of the soul of Jesus. Because the soul bears identity. Identity is found in the soul. Who do men say that I am? Who will show what men say that I am is my soul. It's my soul that shows. It's my soul that mirrors out works that have been done. Who do men say that I am? Then who do you say that I am? And he said, thou art Christ. So that revelation was a revelation of the separations that the soul of Jesus has come into. Thou art Christ. The Son of the it didn't say thou will be Christ, the Son of the Living. World. Thou art so he has done Christ and have attained the separation of Christ, and has done the God was declaring him here. God was declaring him. How did God declare? God declares by revelation. No one knows the son except the father, and so it's only the father that can declare him. No one knows the father except the son. And it's only the son that can declare him. So that's the way it goes. So the father was declaring him through the mouth of Peter. He just just poured that revelation, you know, opened his eyes and he saw work that has been wrought inside Jesus that they are dual in nature. Even though they are one, they are dual in nature. One is Christ. And the other one is the son of the living God. These are the two raisins. That's what it means to be brought again. This is a work that was done in his soul. It is in his soul. It wasn't just in the, it wasn't something in his spirit. It was in his soul. God allowed, in fact, like I said, it's not as if Peter saw, it was just a revelation. I'm sure Peter cannot teach this at that moment when he said it. He couldn't have taught it because then we not saw the next thing. I just want us to understand this It's very clear. What that he was saying was very clear. So, understanding from the point that it's not just talking about activity. It's talking about work that was wrought. So, we see this work be, that was wrought declared here. It was God who declared it and I want to say, Peter prophesied, not, not prophesied, Peter declared because prophecy, sometimes when we hear prophecy, we are thinking of prophecy as something that will happen in the future. No, this, this is if you call it prophecy, yes, because it's a divine inspiration. But it wasn't something that will happen. It's something that has already taken place. That, that's prophecy with discernment. He was able to discern the work that God has done. Thou at Christ first. The son of the living God. Are you now seeing it? That he was brought again. Colossians chapter 3, from verse 1. If ye be risen with Christ. Now, he's, 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 I love that word, if. So you can now understand why I said that you can be seated in Christ in your spirit and not be seated in Christ in your soul. Because he was talking to a church here, he was talking to the Colossian church. He wasn't speaking to unbelievers. He was, he was talking to church. Like Pastor Park said, you don't write epistles to unbelievers, you, you write epistles to church. So he was telling them, you shouldn't be saying, if you've been risen. Of course, everybody has been risen now. He should tell them, you have been risen with Christ. Hallelujah. Christ is in you. In fact, you are Christ. You don't need any other thing. Just rejoice in Christ and be happy. You know, somehow our souls, uh, like, you know, there was, that season happened to every one of us where, you know, you hear those words that, you know, will just excite you. And then you're coming out of the meeting, you feel you are already Christ. And let nobody tell me any other thing. And, and God, God understands, and He, he is happy, and He's happy that at least you are, you are agreeing with me. Because we'll still do the work. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. We'll still have to do the work. Then he said to them, if ye be reason, So, it's possible for you not to be risen. It's, it's possible for your spirit to be risen with Christ and your soul not be reason. The people he was talking to here was church. Church is soul. Soul are flocks or flocks souls is what makes up flock what you call church are souls so he's telling the soul if ye be risen with Christ it shouldn't have been if ye be risen with Christ it should have been since you have been risen with Christ are you now understanding it that's why I said this is not English word this is spiritual word It should have been since you've been risen with Christ. So do this. But he said, if, because it's possible that they may not have risen with Christ in their soul, not in their spirit, in their soul, then seek those things which are above. Seek those things which are above. If you've been risen with Christ, those who have been risen is a soul that have risen with Christ that has capacity to seek those things that are above. No wonder we have a lot of us who are believers today, regenerated in our spirit, tongue-talking, but we are not seeking the things that are above. We are not seeking the things that are above. How many, can you tell me the percentage of believers that are seeking things above? They don't even know what is above. Talk less seeking it. The percentage of believers who are seeking for things above. A large number are seeking for things Beneath. you know why because they've not been risen with christ in their soul if you've partaken of the first raising which is brought in brought i'll say brought again the first brought that's my own english amen praise god if if you've been brought In Christ, your soul has been brought into Christ. You will seek the things above. There is something. Every Christ looks for things above. They don't tell Christ to look for things above. They don't tell him to look for things above. Because why will you not tell Christ to look for things? Separation has occurred. Something has happened to him. He has been separated, sanctified. Separation has occurred by that in his soul. What brought him to Christ was the spirit of separation. The spirit of holiness makes him sit in Christ, so it's easy for him to seek things above. The best way uh, we can understand it is what Hagin said. He said, The more spiritual you are, the more you de emphasize the natural. I know some people will not, will not like it. We go to church and we like that church because of the natural. And if the church is not giving us the natural, then we'll spark and look for another church that is giving the natural. So first of all, that that soul is not... What makes you... Listen to me. What makes you sheep? What makes you sheep is that you're seated in Christ. Your soul has been seated in Christ. That's what makes you sheep. What makes you sheep... Every sheep, now, let me ask you, do have you ever seen let let's, let's let's talk. Have you ever seen sheep? They gather together. they are discussing how we are going to overthrow the shepherd <laughs> you see 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 this shepherd. We are all eating grass. Look at the kind of things he's eating. Look at the kind of things he's eating. Look at the things he's eating. Sheep looks for one thing. Grass. Pasture. The only thing that attracts sheep is green, not even leaves. Green grass. When he sees green grass, there's something that comes to, it means that there is prospect. There's future. There's a way the 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 sheep will rest in his mind. That's why he maketh me to lie down in green pasture. The sheep does not like I've never seen any sheep drinking from the ocean or from the sea. Did you hear what I just said? I've never seen a sheep drinking from ocean or drinking from the sea or even drinking from river, you know, big river. Sheep is always looking for still water. It's, it's, it resonates with their inside. Sheep is, is still. Some say there will be still praising you That's a sheep. Nothing will offend them. Sheep doesn't like anything offending them. They, They like to just be still. So like I said, we know whether you've been risen with Christ by what you seek. So I ask you a question, what is the percentage of believers that are seeking things above? With that, you can know the percentage of believers that have been risen with Christ. Simple. If you be risen with Christ, seek things which are above where Christ is seated on the right hand. Now, it means you have to be risen with Christ. When you are risen with Christ, you are not seated yet. You are just, what I mean, you're not yet on the throne. You're not yet on the right hand. You've just been risen with Christ to now begin to seek the things that will make for the next resurrection. Talking about resurrection, of course, you know, there are two in teaching of resurrection. There are two uh, 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 tears of resurrection. Resurrection from the dead and resurrection of the dead we can also put it alongside with this amen now these are both works that we are wrought in our lord jesus the resurrection from the dead is a resurrection that is that brings your soul to partake of christ the resurrection of the dead is a resurrection that brings your soul to partake of the son of god Both are resurrection, both are works. Both are resurrection, both are works that was wrought in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I know you're saying, walk, 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 walk. By walk, I mean these are lives, laws of life. Amen. So we talk about resurrection from the dead. There's resurrection from the dead. That's the resurrection that our spirit partook of, which our soul has to also partake of. Now, it's when our soul has partaken of that resurrection that we now can seek the things above. Let me encourage you, all of you that are in Canada there, that are in that conference. The, the reason, uh, seeing you in that conference shows me that you, your soul is partaking of resurrection from the dead. To a measure of your soul. Now I'm not talking about your spirit. Your soul has partaking of resurrection from the dead. If your soul has not partaking of resurrection from the dead, you won't be there. Because there are many things to do with time. There's a time waste for nobody. There are many things to do with time. And and there's a reason why you are there in Canada. You are there for greener pasture. (laughs) Why do we call it greener pasture? It's because there's a shepherd in charge of that pasture. (laughs) It's not our Lord Jesus. Our Lord Jesus is now crashing into that system to also begin to plant his own pasture. That is why you are there. So the activities of what is going on in Canada, Beacon, is pasture. You know why would somebody leave Nigeria to Canada? It's because of green pasture. So, you tell him he came there for Green Pasture, and then you come and tell him to sit down and be hearing mystery. Be hearing Great Shepherd for how many days? Pay ticket fare from wherever, maybe from Toronto, from uh, Calgary, from, you know, West Coast, from East Coast, coming down to, to Edmonton to come and be hearing for three days. And they are not going to ever pray for you for breakthrough. So that when you go, as you're going right now, you know, breakthroughs will be happening. And then as you're going, you'll be getting fat jobs. You'll be getting, you know, your debts will be paid. You'll get, you'll get a free accommodation, free house. And everything will just be okay. Now, you now tell me to come and sit down and be hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing? And hearing. That you're doing that means that your soul has partaken to a measure resurrection from the dead. Separations has happened to you. And that is why you're there to now hear or seek the things. You're seeking for things. The things you're seeking is actually the green pasture. That's what you're there for. So they've changed your pasture to the green pasture. Heavenly green pasture, amen. If you've been risen with Christ, seek things which are above where Christ is seated. So, there's a place where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That's the throne. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of the throne. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of the throne. That's Then he now says, set your affection on those things. Set your affection on those things. They are things. Can you say they are things? So, there are things you can set your affection. If you've not been risen with Christ You can't set your affections. Your affection is your love. You have to be raised to be able to set on things above. Kai. Not on things on the earth. He didn't even say things on beneath. Things on the earth. It means there are things on the earth. What will make you not set your love and your seeking? on things on the earth is that activities of the spirit of holiness have worked in your soul separating you so you can set your affection where you set your affection is actually where you stay for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. But I love verse 4. He said, When Christ, hallelujah, I want to shout hallelujah. When Christ, who is our life, now this is a soul that has been risen with Christ, that can claim that Christ is now my life. If your soul has not been raised with Christ, you can't claim that Christ is your life. Your spirit may be regenerated, but your life is what your soul, what your soul is doing, what your soul is expressing. What is your soul expressing? Christ. So, for this, is the, the, expressing Christ as his life. Amen. Because Christ has become his life. He said, when Christ who is our life shall appear. So, Christ is going to appear. Meaning there's another appearance. I don't know if you're understanding me. There's another appearance. And this appearance is in glory. When Christ shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him. In glory, that is a sitting. That's a second. Nobody will be brought again with him who has not been brought first. Amen. Can I say it again? Nobody will be brought again because what you he said here, the God of peace who brought again, nobody will be brought again. Who was not brought the first? Because if it's again, it means that it was first. So you have to be brought first. Then you'll be brought. Now this is soul. This is soul. I'm talking about this. What is activity that is happening to a soul? When Christ, who is our life? I love that word, our. That's our. Why is called our? Because that's the flock. That's the common world. Christ is now. What made us flock together is Christ. Christ has become our life. That's why we are flocking together. When he, and we are flocking together in anticipation of the second being brought. Which I will call resurrection of the dead. I said something last. I said... A resurrection or what we call resurrection from or of, is a work. Resurrection from the dead, resurrection of the dead is a work. It's a work that God accomplished in the Son. Praise God. Amen. It's a work that God accomplished in the Son. God accomplished this work before the Son went to the cross. God wrought it in the soul of the son before the son went to the cross now it's a walk now by walk when i'm I, I said it as when i'm referring to work i'm referring to life or law of life law of life then if it is life then it's blood did you understand it if it is life is what blood because blood is life right Am I saying something? If it is blood, it is life. Because where we are reading in that Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13, the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd, through the blood. Are you seeing it? Through the blood. Now, through the blood means through the life. Through the blood or through the law. Because what is found in the blood is law. law of life through the blood through the blood so blood is life can you say blood is life through the blood of the everlasting covenant now daddy also mentioned something that yesterday too that we also need to take there the two of them they do they, dovetail. they go together he mentioned covenant blood of the This one is the blood of the everlasting covenant. There's a blood of the life covenant. Are you ready? You know, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying something that is too hard for you to. In Malachi, Malachi, um, give me that Malachi uh, chapter 2 or so. He said, my covenant with him was of what? Life and peace. And that's why he mentioned the God of peace. Amen. Malachi chapter 2 verse 5, he said, my covenant was talking about Levi. Now Levi is a shepherd. My covenant was with him. Now, if it is blood, which is life, there is no covenant without blood. Let me, let me correct a wrong notion. Covenant it's not an agreement. According to scriptures, covenant is not an agreement. Covenant is not a contract. I've heard teachers teach that they are teaching it with a level of light. I agree. At that level, it could, you could call it contract. But at this point, everlasting covenant, who are we agreeing? Do you know what they have made to, done to you to make you even come to the point where you agree? Even when you agree, you, they want to begin the work, you're running. They have to imprison you, restrain you when they want to do the work so that you're not running. It's not agreement. It's not agreement. Covenant is not agreement. According to the scriptures, covenant is not, especially in the New Testament revelation, covenant is not an agreement. Covenant is not a contract. It's not a contract. Covenant is a writing which they have to apprehend you and put you down and write on you. So when you're hearing covenant, don't be thinking of, okay we, uh, okay, we agree, we enter into covenant, and then, okay, I bring my blood, you bring your blood. You didn't bring any blood. You didn't bring any blood. In fact, if you brought any blood, it's not useful because your blood is bad blood. <laughs> so remove that thing from your mind. Covenant is not an agreement between two people. Maybe between you and God. Covenant is not a contract. We'll share it. This percentage goes to you, this percentage. Because I heard all those kind of teachings and they are not accurate. Covenant is a writing. The ra- Can you say a really? Covenant, according to scripture, is a writing of God in the heart of a man. That's covenant. Amen. So like I said, if it is life, work, first of all, because I was talking about resurrection, resurrection, the two resurrection are works. If they are works, then they are, I mean, laws, laws. Daddy talked a bit about it that yesterday, talked a little bit about it, about the new law or a new covenant will I make with you. i going to talk about give you a new heart, a new spirit, will i also put in you that's covenant i'm putting something in. that's covenant so if his covenant is life and then life is blood so you can now understand that when he said the everlasting covenant by the blood of the everlasting covenant implying that there was also blood before before blood is what was referred to there as the covenant of life and peace covenant of life and peace covenant of life and peace meaning the covenant of life and peace is a covenant that they they write on your soul first covenant i love that word covenant of life and peace Now, they won't make, God won't make everlasting covenant with somebody whom he has not made peace with. <laughs> he has to make peace with you before he introduces you to everlasting covenant. So the first covenant is, is, is two covenants, but two, is one covenant that has two parts. One part is the part of Christ. Then the other part is the part of God or the part of the Son of God. You have to have the part of Christ. You have to allow the part of Christ, first of all, before the part of the Son of God. What makes you, when you say covenant of life and peace, is the writing of the law of Christ? Or what Romans chapter 8 will call The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is the writing of the law of Christ. They have to write the law of Christ in your heart and in your mind. Now that in itself is the another word to put it: the first bringing in or the first being brought in, or another word the first resurrection. Resurrections are covenants. Resurrections are covenants. Resurrections are covenants. So like I said, covenant of life and peace is a covenant of Christ. Because what they do is they write the law called Christ. The writing of the law called Christ is what makes you the flock of Christ. You are first of all the flock of Christ before you become the flock of God. In fact, when you are admitted to become flock of Christ, why they bring you to be flock of Christ is so that they can begin to write on you. Every flock of Christ they will keep writing, you know, you will flock together. Another word for flocking together is that you will look alike because you eat alike. I'll give you an example, a very practical example. I've met some brethren who probably uh not not probably some brethren who have been connected to the to the stream that we are drinking from. Talking about EGFM. And I've never seen them before, physically. Although some of them will tell me that the pastor will see you all the time, you know, on the screen, so we know you. I've never seen them before. But it's not even about seeing them. The first time we meet, we discover that we are like. We discover that we are thinking the same way. We discover that we, you know, we have the same taste, but there, there are similarities. The person might be a Caucasian. And I can tell you, the day you meet a Chinese that is eating what you're eating, you, won't, you, won't, you will forget that he's a Chinese. You know, is, that, is this Christ thing that will heal racism? Is this Christ thing that will heal racial biases and discriminations that will heal prejudice that is this Christ because he is our peace who has made between one and has broken the middle wall of partition making them one new man between one new man in Christ. The day you see an Indian that is eating what you're eating, I'm telling you the truth, you will not remember he is an Indian. You see a Chinese, you will not remember he is a Chinese. You see a Mongolian, you will not remember he is a Mongolian. You see somebody from Arabia, you will not remember. Or is he from Russia? You will not remember. You will just discover that he's my brother. There is something, not blood, not law. Law that is in me is in you. So so you can see that to defeat the the racial biases, because it's a bad law. It's a law that Satan has written in men. It's It's a law of sin and death. Christ, can you say Christ? the law of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus has ability to heal that. Let me say, this, say it this way. That's another sign that someone has been risen with Christ. When you see somebody who has been risen with Christ, he does not think ethnicity. He does not think racial, doesn't have racial prejudice. It doesn't have tribal, whatever, you no know, sentiment. All those sentiment, it doesn't have it. Why? Because he he doesn't see it. Is a law. When you're not seeing, it's a law that is working in you. It's, a, it's activities of a law of separation that have separated you from the earth because you're not. And then you're mining things above. How can you now be talking about earthly identity when we are looking for a new name? We are looking for a new name. You're talking about earthly identity, Abba. You have left that since. So, what qualifies us to be the flock of what qualifies us to be the flock of Christ is the law of Christ. But I say this: the reason why we come to Christ's church is so that they can write, because the Lord added daily such as ought to be saved. Our being saved is the writing of the law. I paraphrase it: the Lord added daily such as ought to be raised such as ought to be brought again from the dead so when we come together in the church of christ they begin to write christ laws we write christ laws and as you're writing as they are writing christ laws you're changing you're changing you're seeing the laws of christ you know the laws of christ bear you one another's body and therefore fulfill the laws of christ be subject to one another let brotherly love continue. That one is everlasting because it's in Hebrew. Now, you know, the, those, those laws of Christ in love, preferring one another. That you walk worthy of your vocation, wherein you have been called, in all lowliness and meekness. If anyone has ought against his brother, let him forgive. Let him that is still no more. Let him walk with hand at that which is good that he might have to give to others. Those are Christ's laws. Those are the things you begin to see among the flock of Christ. Why? Because the laws of Christ is being as they are writing it. They are writing it through the tongue of the pen of the ready writer because the preacher is declaring declaring it is being written and it's being written the Holy Ghost conditions because the Holy Ghost, what the Holy Ghost does in the church of Christ is not what he does in the church of the everlasting God. I'll say it again. What the Holy Ghost does The Holy Ghost will not do more than. If the Holy Ghost goes to a church, that is not the flock of Christ. I'm talking about souls. I'm not saying they are not believers. They are not the flock of Christ yet. There is what he would do there. But when it comes to the church of Christ, there is what he would do. Amen. When it comes to the church of Christ, he will begin to individually, as we finish hearing Christ, we have taken something as you're going he will go with you and condition environment for you to obey the law of christ the circle of revelation must be completed when you obey that circle of revelation and as the holy ghost org- organizes or arranges situation you obey be quick to obey the law of christ please be quick to obey Ask God for discernment. I pray that all the time. God, Help me to discern opportunities to, like Pastor Taya would say, to archive a good conversation. Opportunity to obey. That opportunity to obey is opportunity to become. If they declare it, an opportunity is worked out by the Holy Ghost around you and you reject it, you miss that opportunity of change. You will not change. You will not change. You you are, you discover in a flock, in a in a sheepfold. Daddy talked about sheepfold yesterday night. In a sheepfold, it's because of what we eat. But you know, some people will not want to eat what we are eating, or they are delaying in eating. They are choosing this thing you guys are eating. Uh, it's only manna, 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 manna. Is there nothing else? Is it Christ, Christ, Christ? Is that what we are going to eat? Can't we spice it? Let's put ginger and garlic and onions in this Christ, <laughs> this Christ, this Christ thing you guys are eating all the time. Spice it! It's too, it's too what? It's too blank. bland, Let's 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 add spices, Maggie. Okay, let's use indomie. Let's add. You know, indomie spice to spice it. Let's, let's put ketchup. Let's put, you know, hair. Make, make Christ rich. Make Christ is enough. Christ itself is riches. Though you're not seeing, you're not seeing the nutrients that are inside. The nutrients that are inside Christ. Hey! Oh my God. Please don't mix anything with Christ for me. Give me Christ. Christ is enough for me. Don't spice Christ. Leave Christ the way it is. I like to eat it like that. Because there are things in Christ that when it enters into me, what, what the effect of Christ is separation. Separation from this world. Separation from sin. Separation from the earth. Earth, earth, separ- there are things separation that he brings to my soul. Those separations are liberty. So, what makes us the flock of Christ is the law of Christ. That law of Christ is the blood. That's the life of Christ. That's the blood of Christ. Here in Hebrews, he's talking about the blood of the everlasting covenant so that's another that blood that's what qualifies it to be brought again the scripture is the same, it's saying the same thing it's not lying they are they, they are lying perfectly who brought again how true the blood of the everlasting covenant so it's true the blood of the everlasting covenant they bring you again If you understood what I was saying, that blood is life, life is law. Um, if it's a the law, then it's a covenant. So it's a true, the blood of the everlasting covenant. So the blood of the everlasting covenant, or the law of the everlasting covenant, is what qualifies it to be, to be said to be brought again. So God brought first Christ. Then God brought again the Son of God. How? The blood of Christ brought Christ. Or through the blood of Christ, they bring your soul into Christ. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant, they bring your soul into the Son of God. I love that blood of the everlasting covenant. Hebrews chapter 8 from verse 10. He said, "For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. Hear the Lord. I will put my law into their heart, into their mind. I will. He called it my law, my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be. This is it. I will be a God to them. A God. I will be a God. That's the everlasting covenant." What he was declaring in this Hebrew was everlasting covenant. Now, what you find in the epistles, first of all, is the covenant of Christ, which is a covenant of life and peace. But here in the book of Hebrews, he was declaring everlasting covenant. Because what would the everlasting covenant make of us? God's people. A flock of God. That's another word for it. Flock of God. That's what qualifies us to be the church of the firstborn. The church of the Son of God. Hi. Hey. Hallelujah. I love that church of the Son of God. You know what they do in the church of the Son of God? That's where they declare the name. Saying, I would declare your name. That word declare was what they did. Declare to be the Son of God. I would declare your name. unto my brethren these my brethren are the flock of god in the midst of this church which is the church of the son of god i will sing your praise meaning i will express the praise of everlasting life i will express the praise of of the everlasting life there's a praise of the everlasting life that it will only take this church to understand they sang a new song which no man could learn except the ones whose names are written they sang a song so i, I was sing a song so that song with the song which no man could learn in the book of Revelation, is a song that he sang. Why no man, if you're not a member of this church, you wouldn't know the song. So you need to be church of the everlasting God or the church of the Son of God, which makes you the flock of the Son of God to be able to sing. This, what it means to sing, they express a kind of life. They will be expressing a kind of life because that song is actually life expression. They will express a kind of life which no one could learn. You can't. Why can't you learn it? You can't imitate it. They said they write in you. They need to write in you. It's when they write in you that you now find yourself resonating, dancing according to the music. Otherwise, you will not understand. Why, why is your life like this? Why are they, why are they behaving like this? No, it's, it's an expression. Is a kind of life which no man can learn. But it is in the midst of that church that the Son of God will teach or sing the song. Why? Because they are his brethren. Wow. The great shepherd is the one that knows that song. You know every shepherd sings. You know David sings also. David was a shepherd. Sweet. They call him sweet psalmist of Israel. He was a shepherd boy, and then he, he sang songs he sang songs sheep like songs I once, I once saw a documentary praise God I once saw a documentary where shepherds came together um they were like uh, more than two i think more than one shepherd either two or three shepherds came together to for their sheep to drink water and they they mixed. The sheep mixed together. I know they look alike. They mixed together. They were drinking from the, from the middle. And then somebody was just looking and said, Okay, ah, here comes confusion. Here comes confusion. These shepherds are going to fight today. Because they, how will they on earth separate these sheep? Who will know which one is which? So he was just watching. As they drank and drank and drank, when they were filled, the shepherd was just about to go. He just started singing a song, blowing a flute. And all his sheep followed him. The sheep themselves, they know their shepherd. <laughs> they know their shepherd. And the voice of a stranger, they will not they will hear but they will not follow because the other guy also started singing and when he was singing his own sheep followed him but this other sheep did not follow him they followed their separate shepherds you know you say sheep, 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 sheep sheep, sheep, is, sheep is very wise very intelligent goat is foolish God is stupid. I'm sorry, I'm using this word. God, you know what, what makes God like that? God thinks He knows. Stubborn. One of the things that the blood of the everlasting covenant will do to us is that it will make us wise. You know, we say wise, He's not smart. Wisdom is not smartness. Wise is not is, is, is different. Wisdom, wisdom is wisdom of life. Wise unto salvation. Wisdom of life to be saved. So immediately they began to separate themselves, and then you now see that. There was no confusion in the first place. That they gathered together does not mean that there is a confusion. They know. They know their separate voices. They know the separate voices of their shepherd. There, there's a whole lot to say about this. But I, I believe that God will use our daddy again and our mommy over and over again to you know, make these things clear for us. But we can now see that there are two flocks. There's the flock of Christ and there's the flock of god hebrews chapter 13 through the blood of the everlasting covenant is the, i love that word blood of the everlasting covenant because the law is in the blood so they introduce when they say the blood is being introduced meaning laws of life are being written laws of life are being written that is what will make you a sheep Either the sheep of christ The flock of Christ or the flock of the Son of God. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Now, see what the blood will do to you. 21, make you what? Have you seen what the blood of the everlasting covenant will do? The blood of the everlasting covenant holds the key to perfection. The blood of the everlasting covenant holds the key to perfection. Make you perfect in every Good work. Now, this good work is what is good here is qualified. What is good here? There is good work in Christ. But there is good work in the everlasting covenant. The spirits of God or the spirit of the Lord will use the blood of the covenant of life and peace and make you perfect or make you I don't know what for perfect, raise you up totally he will use the covenant of life and peace to raise you up totally, that's what if the the Holy Ghost is walking. He will walk according to the level of separation or according to the law. He will use it to make you perfect. That make you perfect means make you mature. Make you complete. Make you entire. Fill you up. Raise you completely. In the good work Because it's a work. In the good work that is in Christ. Here he is also talking about another work. Make you perfect in every good work. To do his will. What is his will there? The will according to the everlasting covenant. To do his will. Working in you. Because you must do. For work to be done in you you must do, you must obey for work to be done in you. For work to be wrought in you. You know I told you it's a work. For each of these resurrection is a work that has to be wrought in you. You must do a will. There's a will you must accomplish. There's a will of God in Christ Jesus. There's a will of God in the Son of God. What they will use to work out this is the revelation of the will when they reveal the will of the Son of God, and you do it, what you're doing is that you're doing well-pleasing. You're pleasing. You're not well-pleasing if you're doing something different from what is being revealed. You're not pleasing well. Because this is what is pleasing in His sight. Not in His sight as Christ, but in His sight as as the everlasting father or in his sight as the son of god are you are you following what i'm saying here is purely it's showing us what the everlasting the blood of the everlasting covenant will do the blood is the law of the life called everlasting life that is the god of peace That brought Jesus again from the dead. So he's showing us how he brought him again from the dead. And what he did is what he also wants to do. He wants to bring you again from the dead. Meaning they want to convert you from being the flock of Christ. To be the flock of God. They will make you do his will. And through doing his will, walk in you. That which is well pleasing. They will walk in you. Can you say they will walk in me? Say it again. They will walk in me. Say they will walk in me. Now they walk in me first Christ. They will walk in me again. The son of God. That which is well pleasing in his sight. Because the Son of God is well pleasing in his sight. The Son of God is well pleasing in his sight. So, what they want to walk in you is to walk in you. The Son of God is a walk. When you have walked that in you, then it can be said, you've been brought again from the dead. You've been brought again from the dead. That's what the blood of the everlasting covenant would do. It's a perfect walk. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That is the great shepherd. That is the great shepherd. That's, that's the work of the great shepherd. When you're looking at the great shepherd, the, the great shepherd, what they would do is what they did in the great shepherd that made him great shepherd is what they would do in you. Hallelujah. What they made out of him is what they will make out of you. So is that great shepherd that will now sit? It will no, it's no longer sitting in him because in Christ was sat in him but here we will sit with him. Here we will sit with him. That's why he said, He that overcometh will I cause to sit with me. Not in me. In Christ is in. But in the Son of God is with To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I also, how did I overcome? I was brought again. That's how I, I was brought again. Even as I also overcame and I'm sat down with my father in his throne. So here, when they've done the second work, which is resurrection of, which is also you can call being brought again, then you can now sit. No soul will sit that they've not finished work on. You can't, they have to furnish you. They have to finish you. They have to furnish you. You can't sit. There's no soul that will be have hazard that will be allowed to sit on the throne. The throne will throw you. You know. You know. You have seats that eject. Because the seat is a spirit. Yes, seat is a spirit. Seat is also a constitution on the inside, but the seat itself is also a spirit. So the seat, you sit responds to the constitution on the inside. Now when you're not well constituted and you sit, the vibration of the seat will eject you. So we will sit with him. Can you say we will sit with him? I'm not hearing you. Say we will sit with him. So no more in him. Now I'm not. when I say no more in him, it's... We will be sitting in Him, but we will be sitting with Him. I don't know whether you understand me. It's not only in Him. That's the word. Not, no more in Him. It's not only in Him, but now with Him. That's why I said, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, we will appear not in Him, with Him. In glory. Initially, our life is hid in In, but when he will appear, will appear with in glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know we are blessed. Can we just begin to thank God tonight? Just give God praise. It's a glorious destiny we have. I want you to understand it's a glorious destiny. It's a great calling. To be a sheep. To be a sheep is a great calling. It's a great honor, a great privilege to be a sheep. To be his sheep. To be the sheep of Christ, the flock of Christ, and also to be the flock of God. It's a great honor. Men may look at you sheepishly, or look at you to be sheepish, or look at you and wonder you're not doing what they are doing. No, don't be ashamed. You are a flock of someone. You're a flock of someone, you're somebody's sheep. Don't be don't don't be shy. It's an honor, it's not everybody. It's not every soul that can be sheep of Christ. It's not every soul that can be sheep of God. I want you to pray and say, Lord, what this works in me is a work that is supposed to be wrought in us. Walk it in us. Thank you, Abba Father. To you be glory forever. To you be glory forever. To you be glory forever. To you be glory everlasting. To you be glory everlasting. To you be glory everlasting. Hallelujah.